0: What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon.
1: For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much more in the hundreds of episodes of The Past and the Curious. You know, quite often people will say to me, Mick, my kid loves your show. But you know what? I love your show too. And that's what it's all about. Bringing grown-ups and kids together to learn and laugh while they discover new stories about underwear saving people's lives, the origin of the swimsuit, or figures like inventor Garrett Morgan, astronomer Mariah Mitchell, or spy and baseball player Mo Berg. So if you want to get hip to the show, you can find... The Past and the Curious in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me.
0: What if kittens played the Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we've got a question from a patron named Ava. Hi, my name is Ava, and I like Sherry. And my what if question is, what if Pixie Cotto went on a secret mission
2: to find Fred the dog? Ooh, good question. And how old are you?
0: I'm five.
1: No, you're. How old are you? Today's your birthday. I'm (laughs) six. Thank you, Mr. Eric. Thank you, Mr. Eric. I like a podcast.
0: Ooh, very cool. Well, I found a Fred question to add on, but I I actually I, I don't think I'm gonna play it for you just now. I will tell you. That it's from a listener named Mason B. Who writes that he is 13 years old and still loves the podcasts. As well as writing his new chapter book and having a good laugh. Well thank you for still loving the show and don't worry. There are fans of the show who are older than you and me combined. I try to make it a little fun for everybody. So we're gonna read the rest of Mason's question after the story, so as not to spoil it. Yeah, but first, I got a few shoutouts to give. Fred! Oh, thank goodness. I thought you'd gone missing. Oh, well, you know that what is World Fred and what if World Fred is, like, not the same thing. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's real simple. And which Fred am I talking to? Well, that part's less simple. But don't confuse me, Mr. Eric. I gotta get a shout-out to Serafina. She's just turned 6. She loves cuddling her kitty, Mr. Jasper Jubilee. Then I have a shout-out for Anita, who's a sister of Sam Z, another patron. Plus, her cousin Vera Kay from Brooklyn. Her favorite thing is building cities. And finally, to siblings Delia, who's seven, as well as Elsa, who is nine. Oh, hiya, JF Cat. But I've got one more shout out to Scarlett, who's age six, loves unicorns, her baby brother, and writing fiction stories. Well, thank you very much, Scarlett, Elsa, Delia, Vera Kay, Anita, and Serafina. Now let's find out what if Pixie Cotto went on a secret mission to find Fred the dog. And one more mystery question we'll read after the show.
2: Calling all kids in the car, Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Search for The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
0: Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees
2: fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall.
0: Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, From butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between.
2: You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new.
0: Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Pixie Cato was busy as ever practicing her magic. She'd been cooped up at home lately, and was feeling really frustrated with her lessons. Oh, I cannot master mother's protective magic, or mom's space-time magic, complained Pixie Cotto, while looking at her wand with consternation. Well, the truth is, said her mother, Faralise, that there are not very many fairy-sprite children in this world. We really don't know how your magic is going to work. Oh, that's okay, we'll figure it out. <sniffs> said sprite Alright as she appeared suddenly in the middle of their thimble living room. But well, listen, Fred's addressing all of What If World. I don't know what about. Pixie Cotto tried to turn on the television with her magic, but ended up walking over and pushing the power button. <sighs> okay, everybody. It was Fred the dog sitting on top of a podium in front of a little microphone with Wendy and a Joan on one side and the Learninator on the other. Listen, I know everybody's been a little worried lately. But can they hear me alright, Wendyanna? Yeah, you don't need to hear. Uh, uh, okay, well, I went into the future of What If World, like a few episodes ago. And anyway, everybody was zombies for some reason. What? I'm assuming you all made a noise like that upon discovering that startling fact. And upon seeing everybody's zombies, I said, well, that's no good. Someone should do something. Then I remembered, hey, wait, I'm someone, so I'm gonna do something. Learning Ada, Dr. Joan. And when Deanna swiveled the mic over to her, what Fred saw was just one potential future. The danger of time travel is that every time you see the future, your knowledge of that future could change it irrevocably. Very macaroni, yes, I understand, Dr. Joan. Now how do we un-macaroni the future? And in the living room of their little thimble house, sprite o shouted, Oh, someone please tell him you can't unmacaroni the future! But back on the TV, Lerninator was already talking. It's simple. Using technocyberology, we travel forward into a timeline where what is world has solved all their biggest problems. "'The saving of the future.'" "'No, no, no!' cried Wright. "'Oh, yeah, that sounds super easy. Let's do that.'" But Dr. Joan chimed in. "'Well, it's only a theory, Mr. President.'" It would require a very subtle manipulation of the space-time continuum. Fair, Otherwise, I gotta go, said Sprite All Right, talking over the TV. Listen, Fair, I want you to put the strongest shield spell you can over you and Pixie, and don't come out of it till I'm back. Do you hear me? <laughs> fair Elise raised the shield in an instant. Done. Now tell me what's going on. <laughs> but Sprite All Right was already gone. Well, not exactly gone. There she was, on the TV screen. Okay, what Watificans. is just gonna crack open a little window in space-time so we can look around for a better future. Hold it right there, Mr. President! Oh, hi, Spider-Wright. We found a way to fix everything super easy, isn't that great? Excuse me, but we have found no such thing. This is just an exploratory mission. And the future doesn't work that way, Fred. We can't just snap our fingers. And- I know that's right, alright. I don't have fingers. And it's really hard to snap my tongue, I've tried. It sounds like this. It's a little snappy, but it's not the same. The STC is online. STC? Space time crack, or stick for short. And indeed, a little crack in all of space time had appeared. It looked like a crooked little stick of multicolored light hanging in the air. Stick? said Fred, regarding the STC with awe and drool. Fred, stop! We've got to work through the present to make the future that we want! Nothing else is gonna last! <laughs> Mr. Dog President, please do not lick space-time. That would be profoundly inadvisable. Of course I'm pro volleyball. What? In the future, we'll all have volleyballs. Yeah, magic rainbow sticks floating in the sky. Fred's tongue continued stretching towards the STC. <laughs> Sprite Alright tried to teleport into his way. <laughs> Again and again Fred's tongue bent one last time. And finally reached the space-time crack. As he licked the STC, grew felt a shudder throughout her little thimble house in the clouds. Mom, what is happening? I don't know, little hat. Just stay in the bubble. Then the TV showing Fred licking the STC suddenly blip, disappeared. Followed by blip, their thimble house, which winked out of existence. And then blip, the cloud they lived on top of was gone too. Which meant Pixie Cotto was falling through the sky. The shimmering shield of magic still surrounded her as she went down, down, down toward an old strip of highway reaching through the weathered tundra of What If World. "'Will the bubble hold, mother?' asked Pixicato. but Feralise was nowhere in sight. <laughs> sprite o appeared outside of the protective bubble of magic. She was diving beside her daughter, multicolored light streaming from her wings as they seemed to fade into the wind. "'Mom, what is happening? "'We are all being shuffled "'into whatever future Fred has just created. My spratly space-time magic is resistant, but not for long. And where is mother? Oh, she's out there somewhere. And soon I will be too. But you've got her protective fairy magic and my space-time spratly magic. You can remember. The shimmering sphere around Pixicato was starting to fade as she and her mother continued to plummet toward the bare ground below. Remember, what am I supposed to remember? Remember now this moment in the world, every fraught detail and every while of wonder, hold on to it and find that Fred the dog. I'm scared. Me too, little heart. It's not fair to ask so much of one so young, but you won't be alone. Not if you help others see what you see. What you see. With that, the last thin traces of magic around Pixie Kato finally faded. The ground seemed to be rising up towards her quickly, and she flapped her wings frantically. But no, it wasn't the ground. It was a forest of tall trees that suddenly came hurtling towards her. What in the... She slowed herself just enough to tumble through snapping branches and rustling leaves. As she half flew, half fell her way down to the ground. (sighs) Where did these trees come from? She sprung up, dusting off her clothes and straightening out her wings. Okay, find Fred. Then what do I do? She looked around for sprite o then looked up to see a trace of rainbow light floating away on the breeze, just like sprite o left behind when she teleported. Oh, I know you're out there, Mom, and I can do this. Pixie tried to fly above the trees, but her wings were too sore from the fall. So instead, she trudged toward the highway she'd seen on the way down. This highway that had once been surrounded by nothing was now crowded with big shady trees, and a silvery black something seemed to speed towards her from down the road. Pixie Cato didn't have much magic, but there is one spell she always knew how to use in an emergency. Uh, She raised her wand and... (laughs) sent up a deep, red flare into the sky. And that silvery-black something, that vehicle, that turtle truck, finally slowed down as it reached Pixie Cotto. "'You look lost, little one,' said a familiar face, leaning out the driver's side door of his turtle truck. "'Professor Grumbler, thank goodness. I am on a secret mission to find Fred the Dog, and I need your magic.' "'Oh, slow down!' First off, the mission's not a secret because now I know about it. Secondly, I've never heard of a Professor Grumbler. <laughs> the name's Abacus T. Rucker. And if you're lost, you can ride little Rucker Jr. all the way to Know What City. Know What City? That would be grand. Knew What City? What kind of preposterous poppycock name is that? No. What City? No. They know a lot there. The police officers can help you find your parents. And maybe someone will even know this Fred fellow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I cannot accept a ride from you. I know you in my world, but you could be someone different in this world. Ah. Abacus T. Rucker lifted his baseball cap to scratch his balding head. That's mighty intelligent of you, little one. Well, listen, you can ride on Rucker Jr.'s head. He gave the truck a little kick and a big, shiny turtle head popped out of the front. Mm. The robo-turtle blinked slowly at Pixie Cato and then lowered its head. Rucker Jr. won't let me anywhere near his head, ever since I gave him that haircut. Mm. And we'll have you to know what city in a flash. She hesitantly climbed on top of the robo-turtle's head, which contoured itself into a nice, warm seat. Um thank you, Rucker Junior. Abacus closed the door to the separate turtle shell where he piloted the creature and took off toward know what city. Pixicato kept her wand at the ready, not knowing what to expect from this new world. Abacus she yelled up to the driver. Is anything crazy or dangerous happening in this world? Like a catastrophe that's about to destroy it or something? Goodness, no! Alternia is the safest world you'll ever find. Alternia? Yes, indeed. No world has ever had such a bright future, or present for that matter. That sounds too good to be true. But it is! That's the wonderful thing. Even as all the other worlds and stars slowly wink out of the sky for some inexplicable reason, Alternia has been safe and prosperous. Uh, uh, what was that about worlds and stars winking out of existence? I'm sorry you're out of incense, but I think we should focus on finding your family first. No, I said... uh. This secret mission is going to be a lot harder than I expected. Maybe stop talking about the secret mission. How did you hear that but not the last thing? Now don't go blasting me. We should just stop talking till we hit the city. Thank you, I am pretty. But we should stop talking till we reach the city. (sighs) The end. Did you say something? No. You did now. No is something. Yes, I, I get it. Okay, I'm going to keep driving. Whoa, Alternia? I wonder if we'll meet other new versions of old characters as Pixie Cado tries to find Fred the Dog. So Ava and Mason, I hope you enjoyed the first part of this story. Mason's question was, what if Fred the Dog broke the space-time continuum? So now maybe the rest of that story makes more sense or less. We'll figure it out in a few weeks. Folks at home, we're donating every dollar we make from Patreon for the month of April and through mid-May to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. Our friend Anna Stretku also made some awesome coloring pages that we just put up on Patreon as a thank you to all those who support the show or just want to support a great food bank for a month and get a lot of great what-if rewards in the process. Check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. You can also leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts that goes a really, really long way to helping new listeners find our show. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know it's okay to be hopeful and still see the problems around you. And it's even more okay to talk to your friends and grown-ups when you have big feelings about all of it. Until we meet again, keep wondering. This is